the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I watched a little Netflix last night. saw a comedian that, I don't know, I guess I went to the kitchen at some point in time and I come back and Netflix is telling me, hey, you may like this show. I think it's Bert Kreischer. And what's disturbing about him is his shtick is he takes off his shirt the moment he gets on stage. He's wearing a nice shirt and it comes off. Pretty funny, pretty funny stuff, though. And again, that's why I like Netflix, and it's that's why it's dominating right now. And it's doing it on a global, worldwide level. Um, I don't know why. Netflix thought I would like an aging, overweight, pasty Caucasian who takes off his shirt and does his set topless. And then, trust me, you can't stop looking at his belly. I don't know if that's genius, I don't know what sh- I, I don't know what it is, but um, <clears throat> pretty funny stuff, in my opinion. So Warren Buffett is turned. He's getting older. August thirtieth is his birthday, and August thirtieth, two thousand eighteen, he turned eighty-eight. And he's the Babe Ruth of investing. He is the Michael Jordan of investing. He is the Tiger Woods at his peak of investing. To this day, there's a lot of things that we can learn from him. He is not a simple person, but he has very simple tastes. He approaches life in an aw shucks kind of way. He doesn't live in New York City. He doesn't live in Los Angeles. He lives in the middle of the country. He has an internal scorecard on all things investing. Um, He's starting to slow down. Seeing him on his 88th birthday, he's getting a little bit more of that old man voice. Or it's getting a little Jimmy Stewart. 
<clears throat> What's funny about that is I don't know if that's actually a Jimmy Stewart impression. You darn tootin'. <clears throat> Who is the woman in uh, on Golden Pond? Sounds a little bit like her. Just throw that out there. Catherine Hepburn sounds like Jimmy Stewart. Anyway, I love Warren Buffett because he has perspective. I operate best in life when I have perspective. When life gets chaotic, I get stressed. And when I get stressed, I get anxious. When I get anxious, it's a problem for me. This man has lived through two world wars and other traumatic military uh, conflicts like Vietnam and Korea. He's lived through the Depression. He's done a dozen or so recessions. Financial panics, oil shocks, flu epidemics, uh, resignation of a disgraced President Nixon, Nagasaki, Hiroshima. In his life, the Dow has risen from 66 to 26,000. From 66 to 26,000. He's the guy who... May have failed tests, but, you know, he's a pretty smart guy. I think he's a little more eloquent as he's aged. He's made mistakes. He didn't get much of the 1990s go, go, up, 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 up. Yet he sits as one of the richest men in the world as an investor. I was thinking to myself yesterday, Tim Cook is one of the richest men in the world, as he, not as a founder of a company, as an executive I get billionaire founders, but executives who are worth a billion, a little bit, a little, little bit tougher to find. So I think he's human. I love Warren Buffett because he's very human. He fears nuclear war. He doesn't want to die. His hero was his daddy. He's got the classic line, rule one, never lose money. Rule two, never forget rule one. <clears throat> The guy eats like a sailor. I know you're saying, how exactly do sailors eat? I don't know. He's put his ego aside in life. I mean, he has outsourced his charitable decision-making to Bill and Melinda Gates. Which, can you imagine being worth billions? And you go, hey, Bill, Melinda, you make the decision on how it's going to be dispersed. That's pretty cool. I don't have that ability. I don't have that generosity. I don't have that big of a heart. Modern man has no heart. I truly, truly, truly believe that. And here he is, a modern man who has a heart. Putting his ego aside, I couldn't imagine letting someone take over my fortune and distribute it. I mean, tomorrow Bill Gates could say, you know, I've decided I'm going to put all my foundation money into, I don't know, let's say Crohn's disease. I don't even know what Crohn's disease is. Please, please, people, don't write me emails telling me what Crohn's disease is. You've got me. Um, I like some of his quotes, and I have a list of Warren Buffett's quotes. If anyone wants a copy of a list of Warren Buffett quotes, I think he's the greatest investor of all time. I think he could forward them to your son or daughters and just say, hey, take a look at this at lunch today. Um... I think you'll be impressed. So I've got a really lovely little PDF that I can send out to you. Just drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow. Or rob at robblack.com. Um, 
So he had a, a an idea. He said, you only have to do a very few things right in your life so long as you don't do too many things wrong. Love it. Get in the market. Don't try to be smarter than the market is kind of how I read that. Um, and I agree. I think a lot of people rush to mistakes. Uh, one of the best investments I made, I forgot about. I got busy in life. I got busy with, you know, uh, women. <laughs> I got busy with building a company. And I forgot I had an investment. And the next thing I know, it's it's worth, you know, it probably went from like 4000 to 20000 Which, to me, was a lot of money at that point. But you get the idea. It's not so much now. But it's a good, valuable lesson. Price is what you pay. Value is what you get. Try to learn how to value company. Um, I like that he uses like adult language when he's trying to not use drab jargon. Um, I think he's he, he makes the market very human. And I thought in my head, you know, old man Buffett, I'm going to beat him. When I got into investing 20 plus years ago, uh, you know, your goal is to be, take out the best. And I, I got the internet way better than he did. And I was way better investor as far as total returns in the 90s. But you get a lot of perspective from someone who's 88 years old and has been in it for as long as he has. He's got a Robin, you know, like Batman has Robin. His guy is named Charlie Munger, who's got one little eye and one big eye. And it drives me insane to see. To see his interviews. I'm like, he's got one really small eye. And then one really big eye. And that's just me being a jerk. Because Charlie Munger is one of the greatest investors of all time. And he works with one the greatest investor of all time. He once said, risk comes from not knowing what you're doing. What you're doing is listen to Rob Black and your money. You're getting a little bit smarter about investing. A little bit smarter about staying in the markets. A little bit smarter about uh, mistakes not to make. Cut down on the mistakes okay. and win the game. Works in football, works in investing as well. I'm Rob Black. Not a yes, sir, not a follower. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder, thunder, thunder. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220 Apple is close to unveiling a new phone. Woohoo! <laughs> Remember those days? I remember standing right at the Apple store and give you the first one to get it, Skyler. Oh, so I'm a little fatigued with the new phones. What does it take? Ten to finally fatigue me? Something I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And enriches people in some way. I heard Warren Buffett talk today, and he was talking about how the he owns Apple. And he goes, ah, ah, I'd, I'd rather own, ah, ah, Apple. 
than a plane. Like, I, I, I'm on it all day long. And I'm like, okay, 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 calm down, old man. Awesome. Yeah, we get it. So the iPhone supercycle, it never really happened on the iPhone 10. It was nice. But what happened was they charged $1,000 for it, so they made a ton of money. And Wall Street was like, okay, you didn't sell that many, but we, we're good. And now this year, they're coming up with a bigger 10, a better 8, and uh, some better equipment. Now, anytime Apple comes out with a phone, people go, ooh, let's talk about some of the other players. Sirius Logic, Analog Devices, Skyworks. They all are trading at the lower ends of their range on the charts these days. So if you think there's going to be a big cycle coming, you would think about it. Sirius and Broadcom are both down 15% on the year. Skyworks is off 2%. So these guys could be part of the, or they are part of the Apple supply chain. So Apple, I think, works its way to 230, and then it becomes very, very, it's had a nice run as a stock. So we can let it go. Speaking of letting it go, I've decided pot stocks can't be ignored. Marijuana. Marijuana. Okay. Okay, class. All right, all right. Marijuana stocks have been an investor darling this year. And you've got billionaire hedge fund guys like Leon Cooperman throwing money into the sector. If investing in marijuana is good enough for Leon Cooperman, it's good enough for me. Um, now, you don't have to, at the party, when someone hands you a, a joint marijuana, whatever they're, whatever they're called, I never inhaled. Just don't inhale or just pass. You're allowed to say no. But in the world of investments, when Diageo throws down big money to say, we want to be part of this group. We think it's as important as wine, beer, and spirits. So Diageo is playing. Um, little firms like Tilroy and Kronos Group. They're a little marijuana plays. I've got a friend who's developing... I've got a friend who has a friend who's developing a technology. It's pretty interesting idea where you kind of get a, a pill that's got powder in it. And you inhale it, you poke holes in it, and you And uh, long story short, a lot of people rushing into this industry. There's going to be a lot of money made. Do your homework well. So teach your children well. Um, market malaise a little bit. Dog days of summer. It is kind of dog days of summer. I'm going to go see a puppy because it's the end of summer and it's the dog days. And my dog passed about six weeks ago. And I miss puppies. I love puppies. Signet Jewelers is soaring. They had a strong earnings report. Dollar Tree sliding. Amazon.com edging closer to that trillion dollar club. And Bezos, I think, says roughly 20% of the shares of Amazon. And when it's at a trillion dollars, what that, what's that mean? He's at $200 billion. You know what's interesting? You know, we talked about Warren Buffett and how he's given over flat 3P decisions to other people. We don't know much about Bezos. On occasion, we get a little glimpse into his life, but he seems to be saying, I'm working right now. You'll hear about my foundation work later in life. So there's concerns about China out there still. And, um, you know, it's 
you almost have to ignore the noise on Wall Street. I tend to like listening to Bloomberg more than CNBC. Because to me, CNBC is just noisy. And the information they give, not material. Uh, ooh, Campbell Soup's up for sale. Campbell Soup. They're selling its fresh food in international businesses. Mm-mm, good. For a long time, Campbell Soup was an amazing investment. If I were to call it one of my father's stocks, I wouldn't be, te- I wouldn't be misleading you. Uh, they did great. They did do- they, but are they important anymore? Not so much. Now, keep in mind, Campbell Soup does a lot more than just soup. Elsewhere, Dollar Tree is sliding 5.4%. They offer disappointing full-year guidance. You know what the guidance is coming out right now that's starting to be a little bit alarming? Is the strong dollar. I live in a world where I have to look for reasons stocks are going to miss earnings. And the strong dollar is starting to have effect on forecasts. Signet Jewelers, up 13%. Um, after its earnings more than doubled. I hate jewelry. Uh, if there's one thing we can go back in time and just wipe history with the diamond rings. Seriously, it's a, it's a bobble. It's a rock that you're wearing. It's, it's so pretty. Trap. It's unique. It's a trap. It's, it's, a, it's, trap. A, it's, a, it's a trap. Um, I can't believe Admiral Akbar's dead. I'm still dealing with that. Really? He survived so many wars and stars. And that's what takes him down? That's upsetting. I, I think they could have. I, I don't think they had to do it. But seeing his dead, cold body float by Princess Leia in the last movie, I'm like, oh, I'm distraught. Who has the courage to kill Admiral Akbar as a director? That's, that's bold. That's bold. No. Fidelity has $2 trillion in assets. And Amazon's worth almost a trillion. <laughs> Apple's worth almost a trillion. Um, Fidelity's retirement plan record-keeping business is getting larger and larger. So it's industry-leading $2 trillion in assets now. So Americans are doing a little bit better about socking away money, but we aren't doing enough as a nation. So Fidelity has gone hard after small employers and integrated payrolls with 401ks. So they have over 33,000 plans with 21.8 million users and $2 trillion in assets. Um, Now, here's some good news and some bad news. People are saving for retirement. But don't forget, as we get older, we start drawing assets from our assets to pay our bills. And that could be a a negative, but not material at this point in time. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Take a break here. Be right back. Next to me, under Tennessee skies, down on South Front Street. Oh, I've been working on the plan, yeah. I've been down so long, been down, but now I gotta get left. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, 
Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Talking all things financial. Got that seminar coming up that we're now starting to hear promos for. Check it out. It's going to be at the Toll House Hotel in late September. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. Use code radio25 to get in for free. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Lots going on in the world of investments and. Uh, stock market, man, Donald Trump, whoopsie, accused Google of basically filtering their homepage to be uh, biased against his Republican agenda. What was that compared, all about? He tried to compare the results that Google did for Obama to him, saying they were more favorable than Google released all the proof and <laughs> said wrong. We treated you both the same. Pretty interesting, right? The president's fighting with Google. I once got into a situation where um, someone plagiarized something, and I was like, I don't want the fight. You know, it's just I'm just not going to call this out. I'm not going to follow it up. I'm not going to release any data. Um, it's bad news when you've got a big guy like El Presidente going after you. But so far, Google seems to be handling it well enough. Elsewhere, U.S. pending home sales fell seven-tenths of a percent in July. Um, This has been two or three months now, three months of weaker data all across the home sector as far as supply and demand. Now, prices, they're still holding up. Fewer Americans, though, signed contracts in July to buy homes compared to the previous month. The National Association of Realtors said that its pending home sales index fell seven-tenths of a percent. That's something you probably don't really much care about. Home sales have stumbled in recent months, despite the robust job market. Uh, Is it as good as we get? It's pretty nirvana right now. If you take a look at the stock market, it it feels pretty good. Um, And I just want you to be intelligible about it, as intelligible as you can be. So a little bit of profit-taking is in order. The market is hitting record highs on days back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Valuations will become more and more stretched as we go into the fall. The only thing that seems to be able to kill this stock market rally right now would potentially be earnings messes. The threat of China tariffs and China tariffs, it's not sticking to the market yet. Um, higher interest rates, not stick to the market. Higher commodity costs, not stick to the market. We're paying more for gas this year. Toot, toot, yeah, beep, beep. I know you're saying, did you just, did, are, are you quoting Donna Summer? Maybe. Summer driving season is going to end much like it began, with American Motors paying the highest price at the gasoline pump in four years. Boo! The national average gasoline price remains near a four-year high, about 43 cents per gallon. Analysts say drivers should expect gas prices to drop less than they usually do in the fall. As looming sanctions on Iran boost the cost of crude oil, gas prices barely budge this summer as the cost of crude oil um, is stuck right now. It's not really breaking out, but it's not really breaking down either. So gasoline, 
Two eighty-five a gallon. That sounds pretty cheap, doesn't it? When you get into California, I see it at three fifty, three seventy, all the way up to four, depending on if you're in a tourist trap. I hate that. Doesn't it feel awful when you're like you just pay four bucks a gallon to, to gas up, and then three miles down the road you're like, ah, oh, are you with me against me? Credit card mistakes that people make. Um, we gotta stop throwing away money. I hate it when food goes bad, so I tend to find that I'm buying less and less because I hate it when it goes bad. Now, this credit card mistake cost Americans about $1 billion. Do you know what it is? It's wasteful, right? Credit cards can earn you hundreds of dollars in rewards. Woo! Yay! Although we're hearing some stories about credit card companies canceling their points, closing the cards on their users. If they're, for instance, trying to game the system and open too many Chase Sapphire cards... But, so you're hearing a little bit of that. A common way people misuse their credit cards is paying bills late. The old late fees. I, now, I live in this age where I guess I don't have a secretary in my life, and I guess I don't have anyone doing my bills. So I do it all myself, right? And I put everything online. I couldn't imagine paying a bill late at this point in time. A common way people misuse their cards is paying bills late. Just over 20% of Americans, 20% say they've made delinquent credit card payments, meaning they're 30 days overdue. That equals, in the first quarter of 2018, the first three months, $23 billion of credit card debt being delinquent. And they hit you with that. When you're 30 days late, your first late payment's typically $27. But if you continue to pay late, it's $38 in penalties. Penalties. Can you imagine having a penalty? But yeah, we do. Being delinquent on your credit card can have a huge negative effect on your finances. Um, I, I don't even like going to ATM machines that charge $1, 2 or $3. I hate it. it. drives me insane when you have to do it. I know, I know, I know. You're saying, when do you have to do it? You know those nights when you go out with guys and you go gambling or something or... Like, ah, what do you mean you only take cash? And you're like, where's my Wells Fargo or my Bank of America? You only take cash? Really? No one only takes cash. So, somewhere, somehow, some do. So, um, so the larger the balance, the more interest you have to pay as well. So, Americans just, we throw a lot of money away. And if there's one thing that, you know, if if you were to have a New Year's resolution this year... Let's try not to throw money away in, you know, penalties to credit card companies. Um, when you survey generations, the generation that was most likely to have serious credit card debt, it's um, you would assume it's the millennials, but it's actually Generation Z, the younger than millennials. Right? That makes sense. I do remember those days when uh. You're 18 and you're checking your ATM balance or your bank balance at your ATM, and you're like, oh, it looks like Visa's going to have to wait for their payment. Or, you know, whoever, Capital One, whoever it was, but you get the idea. So, yeah, the credit card companies, there's uh, been some big financial stories going around recently that the, um, the rewards kind of mania that went on about two years ago where you'd get 100,000 points to sign up, that's like $400. 
Um, the mania of that <clears throat> has left the credit card companies with a lot of potential liability, you know, billions of dollars in rewards that they have to pay out. So I, I use my rewards as much as I can to the max that I can. So uh, that's where I'm coming from on this side of the fence. Other stories of note, other financial stories of note. We got the Labor Day higher gas prices. Boring, right? Are you going to be traveling? I will. So Friday right after radio, I'm boogieing on down the road. Amazon's close to becoming the second company to hit $1 trillion valuation. Um, That's pretty amazing. And it's a milestone. It's something you almost want to celebrate. Amazon is pooled within about $25 billion of becoming America's second trillion-dollar company. Um, impressive. You know, obviously, Apple became the first company with a 13-digit capitalization. Now, who out there is feeling a little bit nervous because the market seems to be melting up right now? I.e., it's the same old, same old again. You know, I, I'm looking at the screen right now. Whether it be Apple or Google or Facebook, Netflix, they all seem to be moving higher. It's market weighted a- average. So we are going to be setting ourselves up for one vicious pullback because we're not letting off steam ever. It just continues to melt higher. So when it does happen, it's going to feel bad. So remember how good it feels now looking at your 401k? Be honest. Have you looked at your 401k recently and went, uh-huh, who's the man? I'm the man. Sweet. Who's the man? Nice work. Sweet. Sweet. Um, so I don't say that when I look at my portfolio. I go, who's the man? I'm the man. You know who I hate? Kevin O'Leary. I'm so tired of seeing Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. He's all over the TV, whether it be CNBC or just, ugh. So I think he gives awful, I think he gives awful financial advice. And that's something I wish CNBC, and less so Bloomberg. Bloomberg tends to take the analyst approach, where CNBC will put anyone on air. I kind of wish they would they would like l- listen to what he says because he's wrong most often. So what else do we have today that we're looking at? Let's take a quick look at the markets. Uh, we're a little bit lower. We've had four or five up days. And um, a little bit of profit-taking is normal and in line. Companies like Amercrombie & Fitch, Dollar General, Dollar Tree, Michael Stores, Burling Stores, Signet Jewelers posted results. Some mixed results in those numbers. No dominant pounding story right now. It's kind of that back-to-school weird time we're in where the news is just isn't really all that pushy. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. What comes from the ground? Now it's returning.
Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. right now. Coming up, I'm going to give you what I believe to be stock ideas. Consult a broker advisor before taking any action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show, obviously. Um, but Morgan Stanley's rolling out an app that is really geared towards younger people. And when you think about Morgan Stanley, you probably think New York City, the 100-tower building, you're probably thinking marble floors, uh, vice presidents of presidents, presidents of vice presidents of business development. Lots of stupid job titles, right? With that out there, um, they're coming up with an app, Morgan Stanley is, because they're seeing how great companies like Square, ding, 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 stock idea, stock idea. How Jack Dorsey Square is doing and seeing how companies like Venmo, which is tied towards PayPal, and um, some of the other financial apps of transferring money like Zelle, you could probably say, okay, who's Zelle? Well, a lot of banks got together and said, you know, we don't want PayPal and Venmo to run away with this. We want to have some say in the financial world going forward. So... We are going to come up with something that sounds totally unlike banks. Zelle is a lot like Venmo, which is a lot like PayPal. And I think they're all great ideas. So Morgan Stanley is trying to copy this. Now, Square seems to be doing something. It's almost unheard of. They've got a high valuation, so they're way too expensive. But they keep coming up with innovation to keep their revenue kind of exciting. And uh, do I dare say on the juicy side, um, doing everything kind of right in the financial tech world. So Morgan Stanley coming up with a big app, obviously trying to say, oh, let's fight it. So I got an email from someone saying, do I like online banks? Janice, Janice sent that to me. And uh, I like online banks. I'll be honest with you. I don't know the last time I was in a Bank of America or Wells Fargo to do any of my banking. All my accounts are online. I suppose I had to sign some paperwork for Home Equity Line. But I can't think of anything else, really, to be fair. So trade deals. Trade deals are in the news. This week started off bang with one of the most awkward press conferences I've ever seen. Donald Trump trying to figure out how to use a phone while talking to the president of Mexico. You want to hear how bad my politics are? I think he's president-elect. I could be wrong. There was something going on there that wasn't quite right. Anyhow, I guess what I'm getting at with this is uh, the market started off with a bang on that. Now we're kind of looking at Canada. Oh, Canada. I love Canadian women. I love Canadian beer. And I love Canadian hockey. Actually, no, you can keep the Canadian beer. I'll keep the women in the beer. I'll keep the women in the hockey. I'm confusing myself. Take off, you hosers. 
They sure are funny up in the great white north, aren't they? Do you remember David, Bob and Doug? If that means nothing to you, just keep moving on. We got initial claims for the week ending August 25th, increased by 3,213,000, while continuing claims for the previous week decreased by 20,000 to 1.7 million. Continuing claims, and here's the kick. Until we see this number spike on unemployment claims, until it gets over to 400,000, I mean, I'm not saying go away. I'm saying the market has a lot of work. It could work higher. If we're employed, we're going to figure out you know ways of spending our paycheck. So that first-time unemployment claims number that I give every Thursday, it may sound boring to you. And trust me, it's boring to me. But it's a big tell. Warren Buffett's talking about Apple right now. Man, I love Warren Buffett. I never had a grandfather. I know you're saying, oh, one grandfather passed away in a war and the other one, my dad was an orphan. Uh, so I know you're saying, oh, that's now terrible. it makes sense. It's not terrible. He, my, here's the thing that's terrible. My dad was put in an orphanage and no one ever bought him or no one ever took him. He spent his whole life in an orphanage. I know what you're saying. It's a hard knock life for him. It was a hard knock life. Oh, yeah, my, was. my, my. I know I'm not going to go to Broadway anytime soon, but maybe off Broadway. 800-516-1220. Each calls in the air. Oh. More pedophilia tweets from Elon Musk. And a rescue diver's lawyer says a libel suit is on the way. He's turning into a bit of a man-child, Elon Musk. When you see, you know, the women he dates, like 20-year-old rappers and stuff, uh, he's living life. Maybe I would, too. Maybe I would, too. But he's kind of got a controversial, counterproductive streak in him at times. So yesterday he said, you know, hey, remember that guy who said he was going to sue me because I kind of made a pedo angle on him? Well, he never sued me. I wonder why. Oh no! Stop talking. Stop tweeting. We need to take the phone away from Elon and from Donald for a couple weeks. Don't. You find me online at Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. Don't forget, I got a big event coming up in Los Altos at the Toll House Hotel end of September. You can sign up using code Radio Twenty Five. It's Radio Twenty Five. I'm going to go over my outlook for 2019 in stocks, but also going to be talking about tax laws, changes, how they affect you and how they affect me. Give you some creative financing ideas on real estate. And CFP Chad Burton will be talking about income and retirement. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.